You're listening to Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall. Hey friends, Dan Duvall here to tell you about three things. Number one, dandevall.com. This is the home of the Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall podcast. You can connect, you can become a podcast patron, meaning you give us a few bucks and you get a few benefits. You can also support us with merch by buying cool stuff like t-shirts, and sandals, bags, bugs, and the like with really cool slogans and hip designs. Number two, you can check out overcomeraccelerated.com. This is our resource for supporting the healing journey. If you happen to be a survivor looking for more freedom and faster, this is the place you've been looking for. Overcomer Accelerated allows you to get live ministry demonstration with yours truly, a community of other survivors taking an accelerated healing journey, access to over a hundred hours of coursework so that you are informed, educated, and understanding not only ministry processes, but deep things about the kingdom of God, spirituality, uh, keys that will unlock an accelerated journey with Jesus Christ to the end goal, which is healing and deliverance. And you can even get discounted coaching depending on how you sign up. Number three, bridemovement.com. This is the ministry site. And if you have not connected with us through the ministry and you've just been listening to this podcast, I want to encourage you to check out the ministry as well, bridemovement.com. So much there. And I'm not going to take the time to explain it here. God bless. Those were your announcements. Well, friends, this week on Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall, I am again joined by Esther, whose legal name is Sue Ford, and as she has described to us in her two former podcast appearances, um, she is the twin sister, the hidden twin sister of Sue Ford, who wrote the book, Thanks for the Memories, under the pseudonym Bryce Taylor, a book which is extremely important, I think, for those of us that are searching for the truth and trying to understand how the world has become what it is today. Uh, she, she, in, uh, Sue Ford's sister, was a high-level uh, survivor of MKUltra and Project Monarch. She was a presidential model. And she had experiences with the top levels of people around the world in the deep state in the dark kingdom. Well, Esther is the hidden twin, and she spent a lot of those years either being swapped in to her sister's life or spending time in underground bases and other locations with the Rothschilds and other groups. And uh, my goodness, uh, we have only barely scratched the surface of her story. And today we're going to go into a deeper area, uh, which is going to center on her experiences with Yosef Mengele. This is my trigger warning to those of you that are listening to this program. If you are triggered by the name Yosef Mengele, Dr. Green, 
Third Reich, Fourth Reich, or anything associated with that, this program will trigger you. Um, also, I am going to be allowing Esther to speak freely. What that means is this is going to be at times a bit graphic. And so there is your trigger warning. Esther, thank you for joining me again on Discovering Truth. Thank you so much, Pastor Dan, for having me. This is um, this is all part of a huge part of my recovery. And I am guided by Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the one true and living God, to do this today. And um, even as my legs are shaking and I'm terrified, I trust him more than anything in the world. And this seems probably to people maybe like, um, you know, I am inviting disaster and uh, for our um, multi-multi-billionaire owners to come after us. But honestly, after I read the Bible, I wouldn't want to be in their shoes for mm -hmm. anything um, because judgment is going to come heavily upon them. Um, and so I, I have the 80 pages that I talked about in the other interviews. Um, Holy Spirit led me back through that um, the last two days to read it, and it has been hell. And I'm not swearing. I'm just saying there is a place mm -hmm. in hell. And this mm -hmm. is deep, dark, evil to the point that, um, it, you know, I, I it's the worst. That, no one could imagine this. And no one can make it up. And I, I'm here today because I'm going to start reading from this because it's more accurate. I'm here today because um, I, I know I um, represent also my sister, Twin A is what they called her. Uh, when I say that um, I want to do everything in my power to see that these ongoing above top secret classified experiments, projects, and eugenic programs plus plus are exposed as criminal. They're stopped not only in my own family, my bloodline, my children, Sue's children, um, and also for people around the world who have also had Joseph Mengele's uh, tortures and programming. I don't want anyone to ever have to endure what my twin and I went through at the hands of Mengele with his twin experiments. And to these ends, I share my experiences of extreme torture, mind control programming, and the reality of the secret hidden labs that the elite have hidden where they become extremely wealthy through stealing the lives of many, many people. And these people to this day don't know. They don't know that lives have been stolen because they're still under mind control. But I'm going to tell you there is a promise from God. Yahweh, mm -hmm. our creator, mm -hmm. who has promised me over and over and over that my work that I have done at an extreme cost of every day of my life for the last five years that I've been free, almost five years will come at the reward of seeing millions, if not billions, of slaves freed because he is making their way. Jesus is the only solution. It's not about therapy. 
a therapist can know what's going on, but they can never, they will never, unless they know Jesus, like your coaches do, they can never really help because the solution is a spiritual one. And Jesus is the only one that can save them. So what I'm going to do is read uh, some of this to you and um, so that you're going to understand what what it was. But first, I want to give a little interview, introduction here Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, of, I'm just going to start reading what I wrote with the help of the Holy Spirit this morning. About the importance, he said, to explain the importance of having scripture to recite in times of evil oppression to warfare against the enemy. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit showed me that what, what severe abuse was done to SRA, satanic ritual abuse slaves, was their enemies, what was, was the enemy's plan to use on all humans worldwide, globally, in the future as they advance their mind control technology to be able to control the minds of all humanity going forward, not just intergenerational or satanic bloodline victims or survivors. Um, And then the Holy Spirit said, with the exception of Pastor Dan Duvall, most churches, pastors, and society at large have turned their backs covered their ears and have closed their eyes when victims of satanic abuse. Even the reports of preschoolers across California testified of this very same satanic abuse. Now it would be hard for multitudes of three, four, and five-year-olds all in different locations in preschools all over California to make up the very same reports of satanic rituals that the older survivors in California were also remembering and reporting worldwide. But few, when when few took seriously, including the church and society at large, turned a blind eye of denial, this allowed Joseph Mengele, Werner von Braun, NASA rocket scientist, um, who was my twins programmer in, in the United States and Joseph Mengele, the angel of death for us all around the world to proliferate, if, especially as they immediately put to work the evil Nazi doctors and, sci- and mad scientists in America through Project Paperclip where these evil Nazi doctors and scientists were were through President Truman. But the CIA even then, um, in 1947, the Nazi doctors were given political immunity to enter America through the help of the CIA and the President of the United States where they entered NASA and chosen military bases all over the United States, including underground bases. Through my experience, Joseph Mengele was not usually among the group of Nazi doctors and scientists in the normal bases. 
I have experienced very evil acts, very torturous acts from Joseph Mengele, who was named the angel of death, who was fascinated in studying identical twins and my identical twin, who they called Twin A, in their twinning project was programmed by Werner von Braun, while I, Twin B, was hidden and programmed, tortured endlessly by Joseph Mengele and many others. So what I'm going to do now is, unless you have questions, is to read from, this will come from my journal, just random information because and unless I waited probably another 10 years to get this all organized it when you get out. And this is God's time for it to get out, to help others. So and I just I'm want just- to say this to the listening audience. Um, uh, for someone to talk about an extremely traumatic event, um, the stress and pressure of speaking without any reference point can be overwhelming to the point that thoughts get blurry uh, and it becomes easy to get lost and and and, and forget wow. even where one is in their in in their conversation. Um, so the use of of notes that Esther wrote with her own hand is going to facilitate a clear telling of her memories, uh, just so those that are listening understand what's going on. Please continue. And and I will say that um, if you would see my original journals they are loaded with pictures and little kids writing backwards writing with their left hands writing with their right hands writing with crayons drawing i mean it was the children that i paid attention to because jesus brought them forward to me every day so um this is kind of like me helping them tell their story but i'm having to also remember that it happened to me which is, it was overwhelming to read 80 pages of what really truly happened to this body. Wow. And I'm just grateful to Jesus that it even works. Okay. All right. So I'm going to start here. <clears throat> that uh, Winnie, our, our, mine and my twin A, Sue's uh, grandmother that lived with the family that raised her. Her name was Winifred Alice Van Eaton Hall, H-U-L-L. And she died, thank God, on September 14th of 1965 at 77 years old. And Sue and I were 14. <clears throat> when I was a child, she, it was, this was to me, not to, to Sue, but when I was a child, she informed one of our personalities that she created that we are part of the royal red dragon bloodline and i've also learned that um well okay so she told us that we were part of the royal red dragon bloodline and um this information that she told us was locked inside of that little personality as i had no conscious awareness of it until I began to have flashbacks of events that happened to that personality and the truth spilled out. Our grandmother also worked with Joseph Mengele and I have memories of her actually being in different areas. Um, and I've, my memories, just as an overview, 
Some of them with Joseph Mengele were in Brazil, South America, Peru, the Netherlands, in rainforests, and other places where uh, who we call Daddy, who was actually Baron Guy de Rothschild, was there with us, with Joseph Mengele hidden in the des in the uh, in these areas in all of these countries. Um, okay, my grandmother uh, was also working with the British royal family and um, the Queen of England one and two. And the Queen of England one and two means the Queen of England one was the first. She, uh, the Queen Mum, they called her a lot. And then Queen Elizabeth that just died. And we have heavily programming involved with them. Um, okay, so I'm going to skip all around here. Um, help me, Jesus. So these, the Project Paperclip and all this NASA and everything uh, was in all of the, um, uh, the, I don't know what you call them. Rocketdyne, data products, different um, agencies, NASA, um, and different agencies that uh, that Americans paid tax dollars for. Um, so this all they don't know what these projects were, what they were paying for, but they were actually um, kept from knowing. The public was kept from knowing that their tax dollars went toward building the tools and weapons of their own destruction as the Rothschilds and and uh, all of these high-level people, the Pope, the Jesuits, uh, Jacob Rothschild, all of them are planning on killing off the population so that they can have the earth for themselves. Um, and they're doing a good job of it right now. They've killed a lot of people in the last three years on purpose with... Uh, the jab. Um, okay. Start reading. Adding in Rothschild still classified secret frequency weapons by which they can annihilate specifically chosen targets, certain populations of people without harming all of the people. So as to just kill the targeted populations all while leaving the, the cities and environments untouched. Does that make sense? Wow. Do you understand that? They can, they can like uh, dial in. I'm going to kill the black people here. Or I'm going to kill all the white Christians here or however they want to do it. They, they can kill animals, people, whatever. They have targeted frequency weapons that just will annihilate. Um, this is what is coming should the global elitist group run by satanic, satanic Jesuit black popes, uh, Jesuit generals, the Pope of the Vatican, Francis, the Rothschild family, and all of their Nazi agenda. And I'm the Holy Spirit wants me to just name this. So mm -hmm. um, I'm going to say it's uh, it was Baron Guidi Rothschild, his son David, who uh, turned his ownership of us over to his son, Alexandra, who Alexander is 40-something uh, years old and was given 
the uh, head position of the Rothschild family. And he is the one who made the decision when we were his data head, his R2-D2. Uh, he made the announcement in 2018, December, just before Jesus rescued me. Alexander called in French President Emmanuel Macron and announced that he was culminating the New World Order. And so, and also Lord Jacob Rothschild, who was a huge part of our abuse and was also involved with Mengele and all of our parts. We had children by all of these people except for Alexander. Um, and I'm not sure about David, but we have had children by many royal families who are in the position in the Netherlands, uh, in um, Monaco, in the uh, British royal family, and in other places that I can't pull up all of it right now. To these children are to rule the the one world government under my control as totally prepared by their slave masters. And some of my children, these were all immediately taken at birth. Um, they have already had children of their own. So there's just mass numbers of people in my family who are programmed. And there are mass numbers of people who are programmed as Russ Dizdar explained and, and other people who have worked on this for many, many years. Um, so people need to wake up that we have slaves all over the world who are programmed and they need help. They need help. They need help. Um, okay. I'm going to keep reading. In order to accomplish this task of the global elitist group running the world in the United States, all intelligence agencies had to be enlisted and employ globalist people now called this deep state by outsiders. And this was accomplished within the CIA, DIA, DOD, DOJ, FBI, etc. Even before George Bush Sr., uh, Poppy, Poppy Bush, was made director of the CIA. These people, globalist deep state, have committed treason. Okay, Holy Spirit told me to look up treason. So here's the definition of treason. My legs are shaking. My, my teeth are starting to chatter. Okay, the, the definition of treason, treason is the crime of betraying one's country, especially by attempting to kill the sovereign or overthrow the government. Article 3 of the United States Constitution states, no person shall be convicted of treason unless the testimony of two witnesses to the same overt act, overt act, or on confession in open court. The Constitution defines, defines treason as specific acts naming levying war against, and I put in the United States or the world, or in adhering to their enemies, giving them aid and comfort. So that was, that's huge. I mean, the creator of the universe sees what these people have have done is not only against him, but is against the world where they have created, they have, um, or <laughs> help me Jesus, where they have committed treason, mm. an act of treason. Okay, now uh, I want to read a little bit about uh, Sue's programmer, 
whose full name is Werner Magnus Maximilian Frere von Braun. Um, he programmed Twin A, and, and as, I'm just going to read, as you remembered, sodomized and raped her after programming sessions that he did with her where demons were also installed. The highest level of their so-called national security was and the more and more layering on of demons for security. And people don't even pretty much realize that the demonic world is very real. It's unseen to us humans, but it's real. For uh, Okay, was the more and more layering on of demons for security for their crimes to be secure, as they believed having false security, that no one would, uh, that we would never be able to remember all of this abuse due to all of the programming, extreme torture, mind control programming, uh, causing us to remember to forget and the demonic control. They had no idea that Jesus could actually uh, deliver someone from those demons and show them the truth, which he has done with me for five years. Mm -hmm. Okay, wait on that. This will have to wait till next time. I have a list of all of the places that my sister was programmed, and I'm going to make lists. And, and um, you know, I'm just going to say this about Werner von Braun. You know, I, I mean, he, he was brought over through Project Paperclip. Obviously, a lot of people may not have known that. And those that have been truthers are now realizing that some of these major players that came from Germany with these massive scientific minds uh, were, were right, recruited. But even those that were recruited, I think for a lot of folks, the assumption may be that they were recruited for their mind in a certain area of science or technological ability, such as Werner von Braun's understanding of rockets. But according to your testimony, he wasn't just a rocket scientist and physicist. Oh, no. He was himself a programmer and a master in the realm of demonology and used demonology in the context of programming your sister. And as the founder of the entire government organization, the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, it's no wonder why they named it that, especially because... You know, nasa in Hebrew actually means to deceive. And wow. it's just this ongoing, right? Like, it's big a lie. Word. It's all a lie. NASA is a lie. And my sister wrote, uh, uh, she, she has, she had all the programming written down. She had, you know, that he sodomized her after each and every program. And she knew a lot of the astronauts. Wow. And she knew they were programmed wow. and she knew there were multiples and um, she had parts. And so do I. I haven't sorted this all out. We're all part of the, the space program, the kids, NASA space kids. And so she was programmed with all of the same stuff that the astronauts were. And I believe I was as well so that we could our bodies could handle outer space travel. Okay. Um, the Lord, here's some of the scriptures that the Lord talks to me while every day while I'm having 
this word, he'll give me like numbers like Isaiah 41, 13. And uh, for I am the Lord, your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you. I mean, he just led us to scriptures like that over and over. Okay. So, um, okay. Okay. This, this was kind of interesting about uh, Henry Kissinger. <clears throat> okay. This was quite detailed. Uh, and I know that uh, my sister Sue wrote about a lot of Henry's nonsense uh, in Thanks for the Memories, but I'm just going to say, um, this is the title of it. Mm -hmm. uh, Eckhart, Mother and Father, Cal and Betty, Delivering Both Twins to Henry Kissinger in California. So here's the flash map. Oh, God, my body is shaking. Okay. I see us as a little kid sitting down with our knees up, our head on our knees, and our arms folded around our legs. We are at Reseda Park located on Victory Boulevard in California. We've had memories of our parents meeting Henry Kissinger there before. It's not far from the Eckhart home, maybe 20 minutes from Woodland Hills. Both of our parents brought both of us twins to Reseda a park to meet Henry this time. We all rode in the car on the way there. Cal, the father that raised Sue, put us on his side of the car behind him and Betty put our twin, A, behind her on her side in the back seat. Upon further examination, we see that one twin is dressed in a beautiful dress, beautiful shoes and hat, and that the other twin is dressed in old denim jeans, t-shirt, and flip-flops. I think our hair maybe have I think our hair may have been cut, but I can't tell. No one talks in the car. Everyone looks straight ahead blankly. Cal pulls up to the side of the road and parks next to the park. Both parents get their respective twin out of the car. They walk in a V away from each other with each, each parent with a twin in hand. I just heard Jesus say, this is the day I help you dif differentiate from your twin. The twin with Betty is dancing and frolicking in her dress. The twin with Cal is somber, quiet, and robotic. Each parent must have reached their, their meeting place as Cal sits down on a picnic table bench. His twin, dressed like a normal kid, almost looking like a boy, very common looking, sits down on the grass, holds her legs up, wraps her arms around her knee, and puts her head down in between her arms. So that was us. Jesus says, this is you, Esther. Although you were both billion-dollar programmed mind-control slaves, she was used more in California and in the United States. Both of you were used with presidents on and off, with her having more presidential assignments because you continued to exhibit immoral, immortal qualities of coming back to life after murdered. From now on... Wait... From now on, I will use accurate terms when speaking of what they did to you, which was murder. They killed you intentionally on purpose. Your sitting position with your head on your folded hands would have been telling to anyone who had taken the time to watch you. 
you grew withdrawn inward in response to so many what they called Baron Guidi Rothschild called his death to life experiments, which involved Joseph Mengele. You grew withdrawn inward in response to so many death to life experiments, research and experimentation that kept you locked up, confined, medicated whenever mad scientists or doctors had the whim to change your mood, to put you to sleep, to wake you up or sedate you. You were often sedated when taken public because you had grown to be very unpredictable. Henry Kissinger approached your mother and your twin first, disguised in street clothes and a hat instead of his usual suit and hat, referring to himself as Mr. Sims in case someone heard. After which your mother and twin went and got right back in, into the car. As Henry walked over to you and Cal, you knew exactly who he was, even as he pulled his hat down over his eyes more, fiddling with his fake mustache. Still consumed in the content and details of the flashback, Esther reports me. Unbelievably, we get up, we go over to Henry, no longer robotic like our father is still. And we grab Henry's hand in his arm and joke with him saying, we know that's you, Henry, somehow breaking our programming. You precocious child, Henry says, as he focuses on our father. We, however, did not stop holding Henry's arm or talking to him. Somehow our program was not working. The, the program's reminding us to be robotic, silent, and to not recognize our programmers, handlers, controllers, or owners. Then he got Henry got stern as he approached Cal and commanded us to stand down, which did put us in robot mode, silent, and no longer moving. Cal stood at attention, robotically looking straight ahead as Henry gave him our robotic father, which didn't raise us, as Henry gave him commands that we could not hear, nor could we read his lips because Henry's back was to us. Henry took something out of his pocket. It looked like a wad of dollar bills rolled up. He put them in my father's hand. Cal put the wad of bills into his pocket. I'm not sure what all actually transpired that day, but our parents looked more robotic than we did. I believe we met with Henry Kissinger many times in receipt of part during those earliest years when I was brought into the United States. We've had other memories where we were drowned in the duck pond there at Reseda Park. But this is the first memory of both of our parents with both of our being with both of us twins at the same time. We drove we drove home the same way. No one looked at each other or spoke and each parent seemed to make sure their eyes never connected, as if having no awareness their spouse, spouse existed or was present, while Cal made sure we twins were kept separated. Cal dropped Betty and our twin off several blocks away from our house, or their house, we didn't live there, to walk home while he drove the car through the fence into the backyard, closing the gate and then walking to the back of the house and over to the secluded side of the house to hand us over the fence to a family next door where we lived hidden um, before he went back in the house. 
and I, I haven't named their names and I'm praying for guidance about doing that. But these were the people that lived next door that I was hidden in. I was programmed. The whole family was, everybody was, their family was programmed. The kids, they didn't even know I was there. They were programmed not to see me. And so I lived there uh, for weeks while Winnie, our grandmother, lived with Sue and Betty and Cal. And she did, did cross-programming with us also. Um, okay. I'm going to jump on ahead here. Okay. All right. Um, I wrote about, I started writing uh, as Jesus brought forward the information of us as a twin with Cal's twin, who is a mm -hmm. hidden twin. His name was Charlie. And they studied all of us together. And I'm not going to read all of this yet, but um, we had a whole Nazi section inside. Um, when they were studying Cal and his twin, they had hopes of breeding us all to create a master race, complete with enhanced abilities like being psychic, telepathic with others from a distance and with all the enhancements. Um, and then when we twin B started coming back to life, when they murdered us, they intensified this study focusing on us and immortality. And we have a whole Nazi section inside. Um, and I wrote all about what they, they were watching, how Charlie, who would have been twin B, the hidden twin Cal, was interacting with us, and he was violent. It was awful. So that, that's a, the whole big story. Um, okay. Uh, okay, I'm going to start, pick it up here, where um, I write about Cal's twin being deranged and how they began to study his brain and ours to see what caused this violent, animalistic, predatory interaction. Um, and they did brain scans, other brain tests, and then they would hook us, uh, bring us back together when we both had monitoring equipment on our heads. And he did the same thing, violent. Well, while they monitored and recorded both of our brain actions during this violent rape of an innocent, helpless three-year-old child. They never considered or cared about the effects these assaults would have on a three-year-old child. They repeated the experiments with the two of us in the same manner annually to see if either of us would grow out of it. The parts of us used in these experiments are numbers for them only, like at the Nazi camps. In some huge ways, we were studied in Mengele's twinning projects way after the war was over and the concentration camps like Auschwitz were closed in Germany. As these experiments and projects were continued in the United States, university, hospitals, and military bases, Joseph Mengele was not dead. He headed up the team. He thrived on violence to children, watching through two-way mirrors. When they separated our father's biological twin, who was actually our uncle, from us after we were studied and raped each year as part of the ongoing twinning project, we were removed from the room and brought to Joseph Mengele himself while he sodomized us, often 
as the point of, often to the point of needing surgery to be repaired from the damage he or our uncle inflicted on us. As far as we know, these projects continue to this day for part of our family and others. Gratefully, we are no longer part of the project since our rescue, but with our rescue, the disappearance of our twin is now at with our rescue, the disappearance. With our disappearance, our twin is now at risk. Mengele thrived on violence, especially watching violence, especially sexual violence against children of both sexes, but mostly violence against little girls. Mengele would pair mind control slaves, pitting them against each other, directing them to go for the kill and would watch while one slave was murdered by the other. Violent, violent deaths, after which the victor's reward was to be violently sodomized by Joseph Mengele. Jesus is showing me now that we're one of those victims who was pitted against other children, and we always won. As program parts of us functioned perfectly in their trained assassin mode and killed other children on cue, God, never disappointing our captor, Joseph Mingle. Oh, my God. <clears throat> For all of this killing and death and suffering, we now have great sorrow and sadness. We have what Jesus calls a broken and contrite heart. I, Esther, on behalf of all of my parts, uh, have great sorrow, sadness, and unending tears even now. Jesus has forgiven us, but we have trouble forgiving ourselves. We have repented, but I learned recently that we have survivor guilt. Okay. This is more, uh, I had these memories December 2019. And it's titled the Mangala Twin Projects. Um, we were having terrible nightmares. Mm -hmm. And we had to take natural sleep aids to get back to sleep. We keep praying for Jesus to help us and help the children inside who just had those fresh, torturous series of memories of being Mangala's victim until his death. Now researching this, sources say Joseph Mengele died in 1979, which we would have been 28 years old. Um, we need to learn how to heal children of tortures, unbelievable tortures, but we know now only Jesus can. Uh, Jesus never failed us or walked away. And he was with each and every one of my parts through every single torture. And we won't ever let go of Jesus. And my parts love Jesus more than anything in the world, including their own life. And mm. I do too. Mm -hmm. And none of us within this body are afraid to die because we know where we will go. We know that when we die, we will go directly to Jesus. And being murdered for us was a free ticket to see Jesus, to visit him again. 
in a very up close and personal way. And my kids inside called him Mr. Lightman because he looked like a ball of light. His presence was uh, so comforting. So com it's just like how he describes heaven is there's no more tears. There's nothing. You're just great. Um, and I want to say, like rest is, Darcy. Hmm. Hmm. I heard him say this uh, before he died or was killed, I think. He said, if, I, if I'm taken out, just know that I beat you to heaven. I beat you there. And I'm going to say the same thing. Don't cry. If I get killed because of this or Jesus steps out of the way and lets them take me out. It's going to be his will and my time to go home. And nothing else except that will happen. And I trust him that I will go home in the right time. And I will have a job in heaven with all those who have gone before me. And I believe I will see rested. And my my twin, if she's there before me. So uh, anyway, okay. Going on. We had a lot. All of my journals are talked about uh, Mr. Lightning. No, um, I'm just going to read this real quick and yes. note that I did. Um, recently, after our questions to God, Jesus, why did you allow them to kill us over and over? He took me to John 11, 4, um, which says, No, it happened for the glory of God, so that the Son of God will receive glory from this. We, and then, we, I, I wrote, we are ready when Jesus tells us to tell the world what miracles he has performed over and over for us in our life with our children inside and how awesome he really is and that we know him very, very well. And he is the best and he is our best friend. We understand more and more Jesus's words in John eleven twenty five, where he says, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. And everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never die. That's true. Because when we die, we out of this body, we're in heaven with him. Jesus resurrected us in near-death experiences, people call it, over and over again. And although our body appeared dead when our controllers, the head of the Death to Life Project, ordered, which was Baron Guidi Rothschild, who we called Daddy, ordered us murdered for their experiments. We got to spend an enormous amount of time with Jesus and mm -hmm. his angels that were assigned to us. We also experienced that al although doctors announced she's dead, that we were actually more alive than ever as we were out of our body and in the presence of our King, Jesus. In dying, we were out of our earthly vessel, our body, and we were free in our spirit. And in the presence of Jesus, who comes to all these children who are like tortured like us and are in dire need. No more pain, no more sorrow, just love and joy in the presence of Mr. Lightman, who brings us all overcomers comfort. Okay. Um, This is all very important information for people. And, uh, okay, this was December 22nd, 
2019, it was winter solstice, solstice, mm -hmm. which is a bad day for survivors. Tell me about it. It's really bad. Okay. During the night, I woke up feeling something or someone touched me. And I heard, I am a shepherding angel. I will be with you now. That was in the little side room where I stayed uh, with the people who allowed me to come and live with them. I fell back to sleep, waking at 4.30 a.m. and began inner work with Jesus. I saw a group of boys inside. Their world is all black and white with no color. They are pale and sick looking from being imprisoned in cages for testing, torture, and experimental purposes. And they have black letters and numbers on the inside of their forearms. Seeing this, I very quickly prayed and asked Jesus, please help us and them. This is a scary, scary time. And we feel very shaky and upset inside. This is the Holocaust, the Fourth Reich within us, having already occurred as the, doc the Nazi doctor, Joseph Mengele, and, and his NASA Nazi doctor, Werner von Braun, continued their mind control and studies, testing experiments in the United States on us and our twin. We don't call it the United States. We call it America from our home in France perspective where we lived. Then we asked our gentle shepherd, Jesus, what can you show, what can you show me about these boys? And Jesus said, wait. We fell back to sleep, and after waking, we went straight to the Bible reading plan and to John 12, 37, that said, But despite all the miraculous signs Jesus had done, most of the people still did not believe him. I heard the Holy Spirit through I heard Jesus say through the Holy Spirit, We we together will give them another chance to believe in him. Um, and then John 13.8, Jesus replied, unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. I am eternal. And then I, I wrote, I am eternally grateful to Jesus for washing all of us inside the filth and to continue washing all of us until we are all free, cleaned of this filthy evil control. Then we went to John 14, verses 16 to 17, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him, but it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be within you. Mm -hmm. And I wrote, I am so grateful that the Father gave us the advocate, the Holy Spirit, who leads us into all truth, without which I would have never discovered what I was involved in and had no hope of escape. We are blessed with all we have now, even though we are still full of evil inside of us, that he's cleaning, that we also have the Holy Spirit who will never leave us and is leading us to deliverance and freedom, both spiritually and physically. Reading John 14, 18 said, no, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. And I wrote, I have discovered that literally from birth, when kidnapped and stolen from our womb mother and twin sister, 
that we were orphaned and never had parents. But Jesus never abandoned us. And the Heavenly Father sent us the Holy Spirit and his ministering angels when need arose. Then I read from the children's story Bible to the children inside. And they love the story in Revelation. And none of us can wait to see all the sad come untrue. Then I looked up. Then I looked up shepherding angels and discovered that they keep watch and pay careful attention to guard and protect God's children. I learned their primary responsibility is tending for safety, keeping an eye out. In God's great love, grace, and mercy, he sent us a shepherding angel just in time as the time for waiting was over and Jesus began to show me, Esther, the group of hidden children within. This was my experience. I wrote what I saw and experienced. Jesus was with us. I did not do this work alone, but I was in the natural alone, but I didn't feel alone. Okay, so this was what I saw and experienced in my body. I can see the group of little boys in cell block three. I'm crying now. Jesus has just opened the door of their prison cell and set them free. He carried each of them out of, out of the prison door and set them all just outside of the prison door where they all, this group of eight boys, are barely able to sit up. They are listless. Their eyes are closed or rolling back in their head. They're naked, dirty. Their hair is shaved off to ensure there's no bugs. They are sprayed with insecticide once a week to kill any bugs. The poison is frothy and with no towel to dry themselves. They rub their eyes and they and their eyes sting and the poison gets in, uh, into their mouth with a yucky taste. It tastes like poison. This is not a new experience. These boys are used to being pressure sprayed like prisoners, like they are filthy and they are dirty each before they are sprayed and their head is shaved. And then I wrote my my experience was, could this be why that I, Esther, have wanted to shave our head? And is this why Kelly, Sue's daughter, did shave her head? As the urge to shave my head hit me powerfully again, we asked Jesus, can we go shave it now? Quietly and gently, Jesus said, no. The angel is here still, crouched down before me with her hands on our knees. She says, inconceivable, incorrigible, unimaginable, unconscionable, torturous, murderous, filthy, dirty, evil, and painful, tor torturous acts were done to these eight boys. They are personalities split off, eight of them in this section, for specific use by Joseph Ming. You will remember what he did and write it in the days to come. Jesus is with you. I am with you. And even as you remember, Jesus is washing clean these little boys. They are ranging in ages from one to eight years old. As the shepherding angel spoke, I wrote down her words and I felt very lightheaded. These boys were created through torture starting in 1951 and she showed me this ended in 1958. Then she continued. 
to me, Esther, because you, Twin B, consistently returned from death, you became the focus of Joseph Mengele's attention for these years. He felt like he struck gold. Once this discovery was made, your path as a twin who wouldn't stay dead, she comes back to life repeatedly, was paved, and captivated Mengele, and he had free reign in experiment to experiment on you as he wished. You have already have mem you have already had memories of his violent brutality and intense fascination and love of witnessing and participating in violence, including extreme violence. It made him come alive. This week together, we will be documenting these tortures, experiments, and projects. It is all housed within the boy, these boys, inner boys, in a separate section. You feel confused as to how this could happen because this was part of your earliest eight years. But of course, as you know, it was not all of it. It all happened and is separate due to torture created dissociated parts or what others used to call multiple personality disorder. This will be a time of lengthy documentation as you write what you remember so there will be written account. And I say to Jesus, Jesus, I see other children in cages around me. Are they twins too? Jesus says, yes, mostly, but you were removed from your cage more often due to me bringing you back to life, causing an increased interest in you. And you and your twin were not caged together during these intense, intensive early one to eight year old experiments. And then I wrote what I was feeling. And I wrote, uh, this is what I felt uh, and saw in the flashback as I experienced it. The cages were built a bit of up off the cement flooring and there were big square drains all over the floor beneath them. I had a flashback in the shower as the water hit us of guards stripping us naked and always keeping us that way. They took us into an area where they put groups of us children close together naked and used large high pressure hoses that also had pesticides in it to blast the dirt, bugs, poop, urine off of us. We tried to keep our eyes tightly shut, even as an infant with another child holding us. That's how they did it for babies. The older children held those who couldn't yet walk while they were all pressure sprayed. No baths or showers apart from these pressure washing sessions. No towels, no nothing. We were not allowed to use toilets. Instead, always naked, we were taught to urinate or defecate over the drains simply squatting on the open chain link fence type material that made up all the sides and floors of the cages. No toilet paper either or clothes or towels or blankets or pillows or anything. There was nothing except our bare bodies and the caging material night and day. They shaved our heads, not sure why, but having this flashback at 4.30 this morning we had a very hard time controlling our impulses to go shave our hair off. It was so strong. I immediately thought how Kelly shaved her head completely when she was staying at Bridges Group Home in California. When I asked her mother why she what she thought it meant, she said, I think she's making a statement. 
And Kelly was also would suddenly yell, Heil Hitler. And she said she had Nazi camps inside. She said this pretty often before they started really mass drugging her. And then at Rotten State Hospital, where she has been incarcerated now and silenced for over 20 years. She has also been used as a breeder. Hmm. Where no one knows that her babies are being stolen and sold at high prices. Because she too is part of the Hitler project. Oh, God. Um, the drugs they have forced her to take over the years have caused fewer, if any, memories. And it also took down her health and functioning in all areas. It is absolutely tragic. Okay. Okay, I'm back to the Nazi camps here. Babies were caged as well and often all alone. Children two and up were caged together, sometimes packed in. Food was put in what looked like troughs, and children would push and shove in order to grab a handful of whatever garbage they happened to slop into the large feeding containers left on the floor. Children fought each other, sometimes violently, to get to the food. I think of Kelly grabbing food and hurrying to stuff it in her mouth like she's starving to death, even as an adult in the hospital in the presence of nurses, which is why they feed her now to avoid her choking. When will the truth emerge? God, please expose this. I understand now that my twin, wait, do you have any questions before I keep going? (laughs) Uh, No, I don't have any questions. I, I will just bring up a couple of thoughts. You know, there have been several celebrities that have shaved their heads in a very public demonstration um i think the first one that comes to mind is britney spears she did that about the same time kelly did isn't it was about the same time too and i think i don't know how old they are but i think they're kind of close in age but my sister recognized what was going on and she tried everything she could but her father Kelly's father gave her gave up guardianship, and Sue spent ten thousand dollars every year trying to gain guardianship of her own child because she knew she needed therapy. But there is there is so many evil agencies that, and I'm not going to name them right now, that are over these mental hospitals that are actually slave containment centers. That's the way Jesus sees it. And I, I, I think that it's, it's, it's very well organized. Um, very well organized. And DHHS, all of it. DSS, mm-hmm. all of it. Mm-hmm. All of it. And Sue continued to tell whoever Kelly's guardian rep was. She worked very closely trying over and over and over to educate them in what was actually going on so she can take her daughter and get actual therapy and help for her. And it never, I mean, her last time I think was about 10 years ago. Wow. And it, it didn't, they said, sorry, we have to deny this. Wow. And uh, anyway, the, it, yeah, mental hospitals, the, the, all of these agencies world in the United States are 
are completely locked up in this. And I don't know, does that mean that their employees are all programmed? They they never, I mean, the program, the program people are just everywhere. The, 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 the thing is, the way an organization works, it doesn't matter if the employees are programmed or not. As long as the people that are the decision makers are either A, programmed or B, controlled, it's controlled because employees can be fired at any time. That's right. That's true. And if they step out of line, you know, that's just it. And if people know what they're doing, they're going to sign all of their employees that have any knowledge of anything potentially hazardous uh, to sign NDAs. And then that's legally enforceable. And so there is a lot uh, that that happens to control this world, which is why, I mean, and, you know, this listening to you, I just hear the Lord's heartbeat, like God wants healing to flow to those that have been abused like yourself. And that, that that's where our assignment came from. It's like, who's going to do this if you can't trust your societal systems that are government funded to do it? It's, right. it, it has to be the, the people of God. And so, anyway, I... Well, um, he's been in charge of my therapy for five years, just him and me. Wow. Until I got a coach. <laughs> which is also his plan <laughs> um, okay so i have more you want me to keep reading this Please. gets pretty bad this is gonna get this is like a major alert warning um as i go further it, it gets some of these are just let's put it this way reading this the last two days i've been numb mm. and blind i i just it's mm -mm -mm. okay Oh, okay. Um, okay. Um, what was really cool is how Jesus used the Bible and the children's Bible um, to minister to all of us yes. when all these little kids were coming out. So he took us to the children's Bible. It's called, the chapter was called The Friend of Little Children. And I wrote, Jesus loves us, even the eight boys and their demons who are acting out and causing further separation with the lady where we were staying while we were getting these memories. She was going through hell. Um, and I didn't remember that going through it. But reading what she had to do to keep us from killing ourselves, killing someone else, wow. uh, running away. Wow. She'd find us running away. And um, so this wasn't some little easy task that she went through, and I'm very grateful to what she did. Okay. Um, okay, so reading uh, the book of John in the New Living Test Testament, Test uh, reading the book of John stood out, which said, I choose, I choose you to come out of the world. And I wrote, we too are definitely completely out of this world. No longer even physically a part of it. No TV, radio, news, no people. Wow, for 300 days today. We remind ourselves now that Jesus is with us and he will never let us go. Also from John 16, 19, Jesus realizes what we want to ask him to. 
even when we don't say it in words, or even when we don't even know what to think about things that are so impossible inside. He can read our mind. We thank you, Jesus. Okay, here's the flashback. Okay, uh, we see our body taken from the cage where we were caged alone, not with the other children, but always instead isolated. We are naked all the time. The boys inside know when to take control of the body for times of extreme torture. As the guard walks us, uh, walks us to a lineup of other little naked children. We are required to bend over with our back to Joseph Mengele when he arrives to receive him, is what they called it, all in German accents, the guards and adults. This morning, our anus deeply aches and hurts, burns badly, and we now understand this was from endless sodomy from Joseph Mengele as the boys inside took the body to receive extreme torture especially when our body was a baby and Mengele's violent sodomy ripped and tore our body, but worse, it demolished, crushed, and attempted to destroy our soul. As it nearly destroyed these eight boys and the angels, God's angels came to be with us. The angels actually took a hold of our face, our face and maintained eye contact with us. We could see them then as we see them now. And we saw and felt Jesus then as we do now. We are, and this is the boys now talking. We are all of us boys. We're numb, broken beyond belief. And as we remember what happened, Jesus says, I will be right with you boys more now than ever. As more room has been made for me as you break down and I rid your bodies of evil and extreme hatred you experienced that was directed at you as Mengele and others, including guards, tortured you beyond what evils were done at the Nazi camps. Um, Esther, this is what the Holy Spirit said. You will find it hard to believe this actually all happened to your parts in this body, but truly, truly, I say to you, it did all happen for six to eight weeks out of every year until your body completed its eighth year. You will begin to understand the magnitude of the extreme torture done to your parts in childhood. Many angels will be here this week surrounding you and the eight boys and the other parts I bring forward as they have a chance to finally tell someone. Telling you Esther to start and begin with and to receive attention from me. Holy Spirit and my angels and from you. Esther, you will be their mother, taking good care of them in the midst of these memories. You will know just what they need and be able to help them. Mostly I will call you to bed like I have the past two nights. This torturous abuse of children creates total robots, non-thinking, non-feeling, non-functioning humans. And as Mengele knew this, makes children ripe for massive effective control, especially of their minds. Right now you feel the urge to run and hide in small hiding places here at the home of the people. As the inner boys have been coming forward into the body, as they share their experiences, now they will begin to thaw out, but they have no experience in any semblance of any normal environment. All they know is stark isolation, starvation, cage control with pain, 
torture, cold wires, hot wires, bars, and horrible smells and sounds. This extreme torturous environment has created stiff, terrified, hypervigilant, braced for torture, terrified, silent infants, and broken inner toddlers and young children within you. Be patient with them while you listen to me for instruction for how to help them. The ultimate breakdown is upon you. Okay, so this was, I'm, I'm listening and I start hearing this little tiny child voice inside of me. And I wrote, Sammy starts talking in a tiny child voice. We weren't allowed to put our eyes on our controllers. Supposed to keep eyes down and away. Never look at them directly, but still, um, Miss Esther, we saw them. And then I wrote, Sammy and all the program parts within us are programmed like both of us, twin A and B, as Sue. So Sammy is not yet aware that Jesus has set me Esther apart as the host part, the presenter, and given me a new name to help identify me from my twin. Because he actually started calling me Miss Sue. Um, is that is that confusing now? Did I? Okay. One time we saw Joseph Mengele foaming uncontrollably from his mouth. It just kept foaming and foaming, and he spit it out into a handkerchief and into the trash, but it just kept coming. He coughed and choked on it, and we could see, even as our eyes were looking down and away, we have a lot that Jesus says he wants us to tell you. He says you are a specially trained mommy now to help us through this time. We are with Jesus always, but even more now as he has broken us out of our cages and controls and is here helping us as he helps us remember what he says we forgot because it was just too bad. Jesus is holding us now and we cling to him because we are now starting to be able to feel just how terror-filled and terrified we are. Thank you for always taking the time to listen to all of us abused children inside, Jesus says you did a good job. And I wrote, we have a huge startle response. We jumped when the woman that we were staying with uh, talked through our door. We feel listless, lifeless, and dead. Closing our eyes, listening to the words of Julie True, she's a singer, song, Breeze. You're taking us to new places where the words we immediately felt very sick and dizzy living this pre leaving this present world and going deep within. We saw inside a large rusty barrel filled with water where we were drowned over and over again as the guards grabbed our naked body and plunged our body under the water. We tried to get free flailing our arms kicking our legs, but it just hurt so badly as we hit and kicked against the hard metal barrel. We had lots of bruises on our legs, feet, and hands just because we fought. This was when we were still very little, two or three years old, before we learned the fine art of letting go and not fighting with our body, as was instinctive, but learned to just go numb and limp and let them do whatever they wanted and that was wide and buried what they wanted to do with our body. By three years old, we knew we knew to just stop resisting and let them take over our body, 
to do whatever they were going to do because nothing we did ever could stop that strong, powerful, those strong, never could stop what strong, powerful, very large men were doing to and with our body. For reasons we don't yet understand, Joseph Mengele didn't always want to do this extreme violence to us. He more really enjoyed watching the violence that the guards and his aides did to us. Mengele often had a creepy smile on his face as he watched. We learned how to look down, but at the same time move our head up just a little while our eyes were still looking down so we could see a little. What we saw and witnessed was way too much for any human being to endure, let alone an infant, toddler, or small child. The guards took our limp, lifeless, dead body to doctors in white coats, who then took over by hooking us up to medical monitoring devices where they, usually three men in white coats, watched our vital signs as we always slowly came back to life. They recorded all the data on the clipboards like we are now using, and someone must have later typed them all up because they had volumes of typed material on us. Often they would line up a group of naked children and place us naked at the end of the line, us. We had to be at the end of the line as we were forced to witness, hear, see, smell, and sense the murderous drowning of all of the children who were standing in front of us in line. I guess I should be glad I never stopped crying about this. Mm. We had to stand still, stay on our feet, not faint or cry, whimper, not move much, not cry out or scream while we witnessed five or more children in line just in front of us as the guards drowned them, screaming in terror, yelping, choking, flailing, instinctively trying to save their own little lives, but never to any avail as nothing or no one spared them from these cruel, brutal, and inhuman deaths. And I wrote, this was me, adult Esther, I wrote, it kind of feels like that still now, as adults don't want to hear what happened to us. They don't, and if they don't, they can never help stop this evil, which is still ongoing and will one day affect them. Once, I'm back to the memory, Hang on, just... <laughs> okay, once their little bodies stopped moving as the guard held a very tight grip on their hair and the top of their head, holding them down under the water, which sometimes required the assistance of another guard as the child's fight for life and their struggle proved too much for one guard. Watching two or three men hold a young child under the water until they were dead proved to deaden us also and more and more with the murder and death of each and every child. After the child was dead and lifeless with no more struggle or fight left in their little bodies, the guards pulled, pulled their limp bodies out of the water barrel and simply stacked them, threw them one upon another into a pile of little dead naked bodies. By the time it was our turn to be killed, to join the pile of little naked bodies we saw on the floor, we were terrified shaking like now and like how my legs are shaking right now reading this which would finally we were terrified shaking now 
like now, numb, frozen in terror, but our spirit to fight became more and more broken with each and every one of these brutal encounters. We hoped we could really die, actually come to long. We actually came to long for death. I can feel it now, which would finally and permanently separate us from this evil, hellish, nightmarish, violent existence over which we had no control or no ability to stop. We couldn't consciously remember it, though, or being brought to, back to life. It just seemed like the death, the death and torture would never end. And I was never fortunate enough to die. No one helped any of us. No one stopped these evil, violent men. No one came to rescue any of us. And these children, all of us, were the throwaway children, disposable, used for mangalous experiences and discarded in the trash. Little children's bodies piled high and incinerated. Nazi Germany-like tortures and hellish deeds never stopped. They were just transferred to other places like to the United States of America, their project paperclip where the Nazi doctors continued their evil. These were children like us, maybe, hidden, not publicly reported. I don't know. For, for us, I was stolen at birth, taken away, not recorded as a birth or even known to our birth mother or father consciously. So no one misses them or us. No one can help because all of this is hidden from public awareness by classified project status or above top secret. And the projects go on and on, even today. Right now, infants and children are being brutally used for all sorts of classified projects. We are the unrecorded twins. Mm -hmm. Sharing one recorded birth life identity with our twin who carries our public life identity as our controllers until 300, 300 days ago when Jesus rescued us swapped us in and out of our twins programmed life for their purposes and used us for experiments and research into immortality, researching DNA that was immortal. They never could find the answer because they were looking in the wrong place. All they needed to do was to call out to Jesus Christ, who was the only one who was the true secret to our immor immortality. I, Esther, am completely and utterly exhausted as remembering this is beyond devastating and knowing and feeling this uh, makes us feel sick, stomach ache, want to throw up, go away and die. This is all, this reality is just too much. Still, we see legions of angels here in this room right now, outside and all around, cheering, clapping their hands in victory. I am surprised, confused as to their response to this evil recall report. But the angels say, this is a milestone victory, Esther. 300 days free and entering the deepest, darkest, most painful and devastating reality of your infancy and childhood. Years of living through whatever our controllers did to torture, kill and study us, plus 35 years of suffering in PTSD. Um, to document our twin, trying to document memories, trying to put the pieces of our life together, of her life, 
Sue's spending a million dollars literally in therapy the first 25 years of waking up, trying to figure out what was wrong, what was going on, what was wrong with her, trying to heal, get free, and then finally doing it totally Jesus's way. Just now, synchronistically listening to Julie True's song, Heaven's Embrace, as she sings, Everything's Going to Be Okay. I remember back when our twin A. Sue was first waking up to flashbacks and realizing that she was MPD and the prayer time where the other survivors she had in a survivor's group therapy session, where they sat, the group sat with all the survivors in the therapy circle and prayed. And Sue was the last one. But just before her prayer, the woman before her said, God, please rescue one of us so she can go and get help for the rest of us and for all the others. During that time, way back then, Sue got chills. And again, now I, Esther, do, as I believe I am now, the MPD, satanic mind control victim, who Jesus has now rescued for this very reason in this very season. Okay. Um, my, my, my. Yeah. Okay. Um, that is what I went through today with the Holy Spirit. That's, I mean, I could begin reading now, but I think that this is a good place where um, we can pause and give everyone a chance to collect themselves. <laughs> I, I, um, I will, um, going forward, I will be going through these notes and um, until I'm able to get this in a book, I, I realize no, lots of people don't read books. But these these um, podcasts with you will allow this information um, to be used however Jesus wants it used. Oh I don't know what he's going to do with it. But I, I pray, Esther, I pray that every survivor who's watching this, I pray that you will cling to Jesus. Cling to him. He has the solution. He is the solution. And he will bring you everything you need to get free. And I will tell you that um, this last, it's been over a year now where he had me get your books. Mm. So the three Daniel Duvall books have the wording that is appropriate for the advanced high tech that you all out there way younger than me now have. If you have that programming, those prayers will help you. Um, even though I'm old and I had all of this, Jesus showed me that my my programming, because of Joseph Mengele and our owner, Baron Guy de Rothschild, who's now passed down to Alexander, that he um, uh, had us programmed to the highest level of everything forever. I mean, we got the highest level with Alexander and a whole new system. So um, I, I want to thank those people who have gone before, like Robert. Robert and his parts and the survivors who have already named these people mm. and have had these experiences also. Mm. And um, my body is just shaking. <laughs> my gosh. But I, I want to um, 
I've asked Jesus to please help all of you guys out there who have had this. And I ask him to help all of you who do not remember you've had this. Because instead of going through 25, 35 years of therapy like my sister did, or the five years even that I have to get to this level, Jesus is going to help you the most efficient way. He will bring you the most efficient way to freedom. And um, so, uh, I don't know. I, there's. Well, let me just say this. You've done a really great job today. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. And I know you hate it when I say this, but thank you for being so brave. I know. You told us last time, I'm not brave. Well, we're just having not. It just Jesus. Disagree. I mean, I I couldn't imagine even doing this interview. I was so broken yesterday after reading this, and my body was shaking all day for the last two days reading it, and it really is now. And mm. um, I, it, it really is that I laid down last night and had. I I first of all I went into this was another thing I'm supposed to say is that I went to I went into. Um, I can't even get the words. Help me, God. Please, Jesus. I went into a big backlash from the enemy hmm. last night. That was, uh, I he showed me what to pray. I had tormenting spirits sent. Um, I prayed against those. I prayed against everything he showed me. And he showed, and, and he, um, and I began praying scriptures that, thank God, I've remembered. And I began praying the 23rd Psalm, and my body started calming down. And he showed me that and that survivors, like he taught me for four years how to war in the spirit, how to pray, how to all of it through different people. And then really intensively with you, um, Pastor, that um, how that you have to know how to do that. Because you can make the bad feelings and everything that's coming against you go away because we have the power and authority of Jesus Christ within us. And I saw myself as I was doing the 23rd Psalm, I saw myself with Jesus behind me. I had my, my full armor of God and I had the sword of the spirit and, and the word of God. And, and all of a sudden I was like, oh, thank God. I I calmed down and I was good and I got to go back to sleep so I could do this interview today, which he then gave me a dream of doing exactly what I'm doing. He gave me a dream of sitting in front of you, which we hadn't even talked about doing. Um, you know, today I had actually said no, <laughs> thinking I couldn't do it. Um, I was too messed up. And the Holy Spirit showed me to read from this, to read from this. And what he showed me to read. And so, um, again, I, I just have to tell you, all those scriptures come back to me that I saw it clearly this morning when I was in the Word, that if I did not deliver what he asked me to do today, that all those people who need to hear this would suffer more. And in, in all these memories, you'll see that I started trying to rescue the kids. And um, and I learned what that happened. We'll do that uh, next time. But uh, my heart has always been with Jesus. And I understand now why 
I'm why I love him so much, why I know him so much, why I have been in the word every single day without missing a, a day of the word and why I understand, you know, I have parts in me singing praise music, you know, I'm like hearing this, like, where is this coming from? Um, and uh, the angels of that first year, there were angels everywhere. I mean, I would look out and there's just legions of them and they're here now, except for me, Esther, as an adult, I don't see them quite as, I'm not seeing into that world quite as much as I recover and become more human. I don't, um, and I'm okay with it because I know, I know they're there. And sometimes I get to see them like, was it in last September on, um, it was one of the uh, holidays, the uh, feast days in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Yom Kippur, where when Raphael came, the angel came for a week and was standing behind my chair and I saw him. Um, and so it, it, you'll, you'll understand, as I do now from reading this, that um, we were studied intensively for supernatural experiences because we were having a ton of it. We were in that realm more than... Then my sister, who had to be normal and in the world and go to school, and we we didn't. So we didn't have wow. any agenda. So we were uh, put into that realm. We were studied in that realm. They were fascinated with that realm, and they didn't understand Jesus. So they could never stop torturing us. But I, I have the reason here of, I mean, th this is going to be, I have the reason here to answer the questions from uh why are in in the last interview? Why are why are they breeding children underground? Part of it's yeah. to yeah. harvest the organs of the children to feed to the elite, so they can live like Henry Kissinger to a hundred years old. Because that's the secret. That's the secret. It's disgusting. They drink blood and eat organs, and they're selling them. And they're selling the organs to other people. And um, it, I'm just gonna stop because this this will just start all flowing out. Maybe the, what happened reading this answered, uh, put together the big picture. The, it's like a big shattered puzzle that Jesus brought together for me and. This is probably the fifth or sixth time I read this, but I got it now. And the reason why I can read it now and remember it now is because of your books. And because Jesus used those books to lead me every day in so many of those prayers to get rid of the demons, the, the powers of darkness, the, the, um, all of that that's in your books. And, um, so I was able to do that without having to pay for sessions um with the book with the books and people can do this if but they have to know Jesus they have to know, you have to know Jesus you have to have Jesus uh without Jesus you might as well just forget it you're, you're not going to ever get anywhere um in fact I'm gonna say this in fact I'm saying this on behalf of my sister mm-hmm sister 
Okay, our father, Cal, who I call our father, he wasn't really. He was studied at UCLA Neuropsychiatric Institute in California. He had brain surgery there. So did we. Esther, we had our brain exposed. And I'll get into that later. But my sister went to therapy right in that area with a therapist who I believe now she saw $1,200 a month was the bill for therapy every month to go every day to therapy. Wow. Every day for years. They were studying her. They, she was still part of the project. <laughs> and the therapist, I mean, I, I'd like to, you know, I mean, I, I forgive him and I believe he's probably programmed, but I'm, I want to slug him. But honestly, the truth is that these people need to be understood. And that's why the Holy Spirit had me write. Um, one day I was, I was in, the, in the word with him and I, I got so angry and I said, why? You know, how on earth am I supposed to honor my mother, my mother and father? Mm. How on earth am I supposed to honor my mother and father? And he said, right, about why they did what they did. And now I know they were totally, totally programmed and tortured themselves and multiples. And our grandmother probably was as well, which creates a line of understanding that even the most evil. I mean, you're, you're seeing these memories that I did the most evil things that they programmed me to do. I mean, it's just it's sickening. No wonder I have survivor guilt and and all of that. But they need this is where the love of god comes in because he knows the truth and he knows the hearts of the people who either want to get free or don't and and he knows everything so i i'm praying for all of you guys who are still programmed and for jesus to set you free because you're in for one great journey with him I'm going to tell you this, this was really awful journey, painful, but I'm going to tell you spiritually, it was the most amazing journey. Mm. I mean, now I'm grateful to have had the journey because I got to know Jesus and my parts knew him. They're, they're, uh, they, they know him like serious knowing uh, Jesus. And so, uh, Anyway, wow. yeah. well, let me just say this. Um, Jesus died so that we could live. I mean, he took our sins, our transgressions, our iniquities. He died for the liars and the murderers and the rapists. And that means that it doesn't matter what the programmers or the handlers forced people to do, when they turn to Jesus, when we turn to Jesus, his sacrifice is sufficient to clear the debt. And, you know, I, I and this is the thing, as, as we talk through testimonies like yours, one of the one, one of the responses, and this is actually even from survivors, is just anger. Why should anyone have to? remember anything 
Why should anyone have to listen to anyone remembering anything? Why can't we just look to Jesus and all be happy and just, you know, honor the fact that he fixed the problem through his death, burial, and resurrection? And I want to close this program by giving an answer. Me too. I want to say one more thing. Okay, go ahead. And and, and that answer is partly displayed in, in what I believe is the book of Daniel chapter 7. And what it says is, I watched till thrones were put in place. And this is verse 9 of Daniel 7. And the Ancient of Days was seated. His garment was white as snow, and his hair was of his head was like pure wool. His throne was a fiery flame, and its wheels a burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came before Forth from before him, a thousand thousands ministered to him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The court was seated, and the books were opened. I watched then, because the sound of the pompous word, which the horn was speaking, I watched till the beast was slain, and its body destroyed and given to the burning flame. Later on in that passage, it talks about how judgment was made in favor of the saints. And what I realize is happening with testimony is that God is working a cosmic redemption. Jesus is seated on the throne of David until all his enemies are made his footstool. That is being brought about through the judgments of God as a heavenly court process and justice protocol is being carried out. Before his throne, we see ten thousands and thousands assembled. And what is happening as the books are being opened is the testimony of all of the injustice throughout all of the cosmos, is being presented. This is why the little horn, the Antichrist, the supreme culmination of the mystery of the iniquity, revealed as the head and apex of what they hope will be their new world order. The judgment upon that and everything under it is being culminated on the basis of a cosmic justice protocol ex executed through a court case that is being transacted on behalf of those who bear a testimony of injustice. The victims have their voices heard, and for that reason, justice manifests, and the body of the beast is slaughtered. And this is... I think, where we begin to understand God has a supremely important reason for survivors of injustice to speak up because he needs their testimony. God needs this testimony for his redemptive agenda to the creation. And on that, I just want to commend you for your service. Lester. Okay, and I want to tell you... Um that this is in the notes here somewhere, but I don't know exactly where, but there was uh, the times that I read the children's Bible to the kids. Uh, there was one place where 
Jesus, I'm not sure if it was in part of the story or if Jesus just asked the kids inside, especially these boys, will you stay up with me? That scripture where his disciples wouldn't stay up with him. And all the little boys, I watched. We will, we will, we'll stay up with you, Jesus. We'll stay up with you. And so these, all of this, and me now, Esther, participating is us staying up with Jesus. And it's hell. To, it's not easy to do this. But uh, on the other side is we're getting better. And it's like today, I my body's still shaking, but I can see, and I'm not all, I'm not all broken up, and I get stronger and stronger every day as I tell the truth, wow. which is what I love about your ministry. It's it's truth, and the truth is the only thing that's going to set us free. And Jesus is the truth, and uh, you'll see. I mean, all these pages have him in it. I mean, he was, he directed our, our uh, ministry every day. So um, it is his heart, just like you say, it's Jesus's heart. And I think he's, uh, what do you call it? Sorely Mm. saddened Mm. that his church Mm. has turned completely away, turned their backs on the children. Mm. Well, God's not done yet. With that said, folks, we have reached the end, but there will be another part. So until next time, God bless and Godspeed. You've been listening to Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall. Visit me at dandevall.com where you'll discover merch, books, and the opportunity to engage in our private social network. Join the tribe by subscribing to our email list and supporting this podcast.